With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is a crowd podcast. Hello, Deck. Hello, George. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Do you know, honestly, I'm feeling a little bit, I'm a bit full up. I'm a bit, I'm feeling a bit sick. I'll tell you why you might be feeling sick. Go on. I'm about to have a fucking spasm <laughs> with that Christmas lights show you know, you've got do, going on behind your head. Do you know what I've got it on? I've got it on the one where it loops through the 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 program. Loops through my brain so it goes cavity. Like, sometimes it's chill and like just a little vibrant absorb. Listeners, if if people are uh, just obviously listen, not seeing this, my Christmas trees in the background and it just had a particularly violent flashing episode, but it's quite chill now. That's quite nice. That's twinkly. I thought it was Christmassy to have the Christmas tree in the background. Anyway, the reason I'm full up, George, inspired by Friday's episodes with Big John, Big John Fisher, I got a Chinese tonight. Did you? Over, over did it. Overcooked it. I thought I'll, I'll do you a Big it. John. You got to order it, mate. <laughs> Although they don't always deliver. Yeah, it's did like you get blue, blue chicken, chicken um, or fish? Blue, blue orchid. Blue orchid. No, it was. I can't remember the name of the place. It was in Leighton. Chinese from Leighton. Um, anyway, that's the hub. Yep. Yeah, I'm not getting house rice like uh, Kevin Bridges. I'm, I'm. I'm not cooking anything. Don't worry. Um, right. But overdid it completely. So I've probably got three days worth now. Um, nice. And I'm already sick of it. So I don't know how he does it every week. But um, but yeah, I thought I have, I have a Chinese. <laughs> I haven't had one for a while. But yeah, Big John, inspiration to us all. Build up a tolerance. Do you know what I mean? You might need. It might not, you know, it's like getting back into camp. The first week is fucking hard. Like you're stiff, you're sore. And all of a sudden, three, four weeks in, you're up and flying and you don't know. know. This was my first week of Chinese camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) You've got to start bringing in 
Uh, keep adding. Well, keep, always, always keep adding. Once January starts, there won't be any bloody Chinese. I'll tell you that for nothing. It'll be 30 plants a week. No takeaways. No nothing. No joy. No fun. No sunshine. Um, but, but plenty of boxing to look forward to, George. Um, yeah. But before Christmas, before we properly hang up the gloves, or everyone does, we've got an archetypal Christmas cracker. December 23rd, one of the big, biggest and best cards in history. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It is, it is because it's before, you say, before Christmas, there's a whole heap of boxing to get through. A lot of big names on this one card, this one particular card. Um, and then a couple of brand new things that we've maybe never seen before. Um, but um, we've got Andy Joshua. He's fighting. He's a big name. He's also, fight, also on the same bill is Deontay Wilder. Them two have never boxed on the same card. Bomb squad. Um, and then just in case you thought, oh, is that it? Is that is that all you got? They've also got, you know, Daniel Dubois versus Jarrell Miller. Uh, Bivol's on there, defending his world title against Lyndon Arthur. Jai Opatai is on there against Ellis Zorro. So that's elite club members right the way through. Yeah, that's actually the second in history elite club member derby, ECM derby. Um, Jordan Gill against Mick Conlon was the first one and Jordan Gill, the big underdog, won. Ellis Zorro is a staggering underdog against Big Jai Opataya for the IBF Cruiserweight, cru, IBF Cruiserweight title. Um, who knows? Maybe the upset will do it. But yeah, carry on. Who else we got on there? Is it still for the IBF deck well, or has he been stripped? Spoke to Jai last week. He he seems to think Bradis was injured, so he pulled out. For those who didn't who don't know about this, Maris Bradis pulled out. He was supposed to be the mandatory challenger, pulled out of the purse because he's injured. So then they just picked Elisoro. The IBF were not happy about it. Also spoke to Frank Warren on Friday, and he mm. said, as far as he knows, the belt will be on the line. Uh, mm. But he says everyone It'd be a shame if it's not. Really, wouldn't wouldn't it, it just? And he said everyone knows he's the number one cruiserweight in the world. I would say Chris Billings would probably disagree, but he says everyone knows. So even if there's no belt attached, doesn't really matter. Um, I would say the Saudis probably wouldn't be too best pleased with that. Obviously they got giants. So he's going to defend the world title, but who knows what's going to happen with that. But um, yeah, that's just one of the cut. Who else we got on there? Got any more? Uh, who's down? The I've card? got, so, Anyone? so those who don't know what, how we're going to do this episode, obviously how about that? We normally review, but we're going to have a look preview of this card first. Then we'll have a little breather. Then we'll look at the big fights at the weekend. And there were, was one in particular. Um, but this one in Saudi Riyadh, 23rd December, like all those fights that George just listed off, but also, Arslan back Makhmadov, um, the big Kazakh, or is he Russian? Big Russian. I don't want to piss him off. He's a dangerous bastard. Heavyweight. He's boxing. So he's 18 and 0, and he's boxing 23 and 0. Ajit Kabayel, two time European heavyweight champion. So a very good um, mm. heavyweight fight there. Makhmadov was on the, F- the Fury and Garnu fight. He won in, won in a round. So he's back here. Frank Sanchez, 23 and 0 from the Canelo team, heavyweight. He's boxing junior far, the New Zealand guy who's 20 and two. So another good fight. This mm. fight is the worst matched one by a mile. And that's Philip Hergovic, the big heavyweight hope. Many people said he's the, you know, the heir apparent, the, the second coming. He's boxing Mark Demori. Remember Mark Demori, George? I do. I know the name. Yeah. I can't figure I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. He boxed David Hay on Hay Day One. Remember when David Hay made his comeback on Dave? 
Oh. That Aussie guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That. yeah. that guy, right? So he famously taught himself to box. He didn't have a coach. He taught himself to box watching YouTube. He was like 30 and 0 or something when he came over. Australian heavyweight. Hay flattened him in a round like he needed oxygen and that was bad. Anyway, since then, he's gone on. He's 41, 2 and 2. So he's lost once more. He's won about another 20 fights since that Hay fight. Um, just for context, though, because he's on this card. He's got the most wins. He's got more fights. He's had more fights than anyone. He's the most experienced just on this whole card. More but, fights than Wilder. Yeah, because he's had 42, 43, 45 fights and Wilder's had like 44. Oh, no, he's had 46. But yeah, that sort of level. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Apart from Wilder. Well, good good knowledge though. Anyway, just for context though, because if you're thinking, yeah. oh, you know, maybe you'll give Hergovic a, a good fight. His last fight, Mark Damori, was against a guy called Michael Speed Sigalaki, Right. 34-year-old known as the King Killer from Jakarta, Indonesia, right? This guy, he weighed in at 260 pounds for the Damori fight. Good weight. But just for context, he once boxed as a 129-pound super featherweight. <laughs> <laughs> he's five foot six. Uh, he's five foot six, used to be a super featherweight, and he's now a fully-fledged heavyweight. His weight has nearly doubled. Uh, in like the last, I don't know, 10 years. So George is like, yeah, what, so what? <laughs> I know the feeling. Now, you're not quite on Michael Speed Sigalaki's- No, I'm uh, working on it, but yeah. Working on it. Uh, you, might get the, you might get a Damori fight. Um, this is weird, man. And then Damori, and, and not just that, Damori drew with him over eight rounds. <laughs> he didn't even flatten him. Anyway, so Damori's boxing Hergovic. Hergovic, man, like he's a dangerous guy. That That's a mismatch. But the rest of the card- is very, very interesting. Um, let's start at the very top and the one with the most sort of British interest is Joshua against Otto Wallin. Um, mm. Otto Wallin, dangerous, nearly stopped Tyson Fury on a cut, but a southpaw, um, crucially. Uh, and Anthony, jo Anthony Joshua's boxing him. It seems like a strange one. And if he wins, yeah. we're told, and Wilder wins, we're told they're both going to box on March the 9th. So the stakes couldn't be higher. And Joshua's and got- And they're going to box each other on March, March the 9th. They're not just going to box. Okay. No, they're definitely boxing each other. If they both win unscathed, bloody blah, blah, it'll be in Riyadh again uh, in Saudi. And it's already agreed. So we're told. Mm. But- two big roadblocks or stumbling blocks. One of them is a Swedish man called Otto Wallin. That's, this is a risky fight, isn't it, George? Well, it can be. I mean, if he's looking at Wilder next, I mean, the big question is, why is he fighting a southpaw? Yeah, very weird. Kind of like, not a, not a lot of these fights are sort of, they've just been put together, haven't they? They're not mandatories. They're not like even, they're, they're nothing. They're not even from, ranking fights. They're just, exactly, they're just yeah. fights. So, so Wallin or Valin or Valin or... Valin. Valine uh, is, is a kind of a strange one. I mean, I heard a rumour that um, the reason uh, Derek James is not in the corner with Joshua this time is because he told Joshua no southpaws. No, he told us. He told the press that. He went, no more southpaws. Because right. just had Usyk okay. and it's like, get me an orthodox boxer. And then they've got Wallin or Valine. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's with Ben Davison, who's a great coach. Uh, he's got loads of experience. I mean, he's worked with Fury and, and many others. So he's got his success with, with heavyweights. But Valin, Valin, I mean, we watched him. I watched his fight with Gasserv and he's, um, he was happy clearly there. I think he was a massive underdog and that one, but he was happy just to box off the back foot and sort of, it doesn't quite fit what you think 
the idea was behind show the showcase. It's supposed to be a showcase, yeah? yeah. We just get all these big names and they'll be Spot in great on. fights. So mm. you'd think, oh, Joshua, you know, we can't, we don't want to do Joshua Wilder first. We want a little semi-final. But get someone who's going to come and go, right, that's it. He's going to try and have it out with Joshua. There might be a bit of drama, but someone's, someone's going to go. Um, so this one was a, a tiny bit strange. So I'm not sure... Why, why they've gone this way. But, I mean, if Joshua knocks him out, then, you know, everyone's just like, well, you know, what was the problem? It might be, Deck, that he might have something against the Scandinavian fighters. You know, he might be... There aren't a lot of them, and he might be trying to work his way through the Scandinavian heavyweights. So, mm. obviously, he had the Finnish chap who he clearly finished off. Um, Hellenius. Hellenius. Sent him to Hellenius and back. And um, then there was this... What, Valin, Valin, who's Swedish. Yeah. Um, has there been any Swedish trash talk? Like, uh, or is no. that like... We pass that these days. You can't really call I him... I mean, he did you know, have a... He did... Or anything. <laughs> That's the best he's got. Just sort of <laughs> referencing a, referencing the quality of uh, IKEA furniture it's like yeah. but he's had a pop at him at the face off like it was quite heated he was heated with Hellenius as well it's like what Joshua's like now um, yeah I is. don't think he's best pleased in this environment as he's not it's not his show he's not just the. it's not just all about him he's just one of many others and he's like well fuck you lot then I'm not I won't do any press I won't do this I won't do that um, just turn up to fight he's boxed Valin twice once at the Haringey Box Cup in like 2018 19 something like that beat him no, sorry, 2011, when he just when he was an amateur, um, and beat him, and then they boxed again. I think at Europeans, and they've he had him in for sparring a lot as well. So he knows him inside out. So Joshua is obviously confident, but it's different on the night, isn't it? Little gloves and all that stuff. Um, I think it could be a dramatic fight. I hope it. I mean, that's what the Saudis have sort of paid for. They mm. don't want Volin, Volin to come and try and fiddle his way through, or Joshua to, in that matter. But his only defeat was Tyson Fury. That was yeah. 20, 2019, um, and that was a unanimous decision, but he cut Fury so badly with a punch he needed 47 stitches. Would have like On another night, Fury would have been stopped on that cut. Um, yeah, that's the sort of thing that would feature in a quiz, wouldn't it, Derek? It would, um, yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. Uh, do you know what could be interesting here is, yeah, usually it's, Josh, it's the Joshua show, isn't it? Yes. Sure, he's promoted by Matram, but you know he's got such an influence that you know, he's part is partly it. Whereas this feels like it's not just like, oh, he's done the di- like they did before when he boxed in Saudi and it wasn't quite matching, but he was still the Joshua show. This time it's the Joshua show, but it's Wilder, Frank Warren's there, there's a lot of fighters there, and really what they're everyone's talking about is still gonna be Fury Usyk, you know, fight week. There's gonna be loads of questions I'm sure they've got to yeah. answer. So Oh, it'd be interesting to see if... I mean, who knows? He's, he's a fascinating character, Joshua, to sort of sit there and, and guess at what he's thinking and feeling and try and analyse him because he is kind of very much open to interpretation and does some essentially what seem quite bizarre things, doesn't he, at times? So I'm looking forward to it. And then I just want to... I don't want him and Wilder to spend time together and sort of become chummy and yeah. sort of friendly. And sort of like look at each other and go, all right, mate. Yeah. He goes, we're, we're having it off here, aren't we? Mm. Having it off. Uh, and do you know like when I hated you five years ago and you probably didn't like me, 
I'm sort of a bit past that now. I don't know if I don't know if I still got that in me. Been beat. You've been beat. They want us to fight, and it might just be really nice and happy and friendly. In the yeah, that'd up. be a shame, wouldn't it? After all these years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's what everyone everyone sort of craves after the fight. But really, all you really want is some mutual respect. And what I'd love to have is the bit between their teeth and being like, both of them going, yeah, sure, we've both become world champions. We've both had a couple of losses along the way. But this is actually the most important fight in my career. I've got to beat Wilder, you know, and Wilder to say, I've got to beat Joshua. Uh, And then if it does have that all-on-the-line feeling... We could be in for a magnificent fight come March. I'm something to be so excited about. Yeah. Um, over this Christmas festive period. Yeah, like it's the fight for me. I've said it for a long time that it's the most exciting fight in terms of like just the, that moment when the bell goes and you think anything could happen here. Like it's proper the most exciting fight in boxing. But Joshua's got to beat Wallin, and also that night. Wilder's in town because he's boxing Joseph Parker, which is by no means an easy fight either. Joseph Parker, former WBO world champion. Like slick, fast, just had a big knockout win on the Fury and Garnu card as well. Trained by Andy Lee, who obviously trained uh, Tyson Fury to beat Wilder twice. Um, they reckon they're going. They're there to pull pull off the big upset and ruin everything. Um, mm. Who do you think's got? I, I, like, I'm sure we both, for most people, would pick gun to the head Joshua to win and Wilder to win these fights. Who do you think out of those two have got has got the hardest fight, or do, would you see the most likely? upset coming in which of those fights yeah it's a hard one because without knowing um valin valin that well and sort of knowing parker through him being now uk based and at an arm's length i'd say out of these two blokes who actually believes they're going to win the most i'd go with parker and who more so be up for it I'd, I'd probably say parker but in terms of the styles parker might have the harder fight you know Wilder's only boxed a couple of seconds even, isn't it, really? If yeah. You accumulate it, well, it's, it's one round. One round since the Fury trilogy, the end of that, and that was 2021, October. So over two years, he's had one round of action. Yeah, it's not ideal. Mm. It's not ideal. And I don't think it means he's going to take him ring rust or anything like that. But just in terms of fight momentum, he hasn't got. But Joshua, on the other hand, he's had two two performances this year, and they ain't been great, have they? You know, they mm. haven't sort of stood out. So it's all it's all mindset, I think, at this point. Certainly for someone like Joshua, maybe also for for Wilder, who I feel like at times in his career has sort of not shown up, not performed, can't pull the trigger. But when he does, he's he's really dangerous. Um, I see the stuff he does with Malik Scott ECM um, online and Malik Scott's a thinker you know you can tell by the way he didn't fight like Wilder he fought differently and now he's trying to implement those philosophies on Wilder and you see it in the gym and he's setting stuff up and he, he's looking good and he, if he can bring that to a real fight I think he could he could seriously up level even at his stage of his career his age and his experience I do think I'd be shocked if Joshua and Wilder don't come for it successfully, uh, maybe just, I'm not sure. I'm mm. not sure. Who, who would you say has got a harder, to, harder fight? It's hard, it's hard to know because of what you alluded to with Wilder. It's like Wilder's very tough. I don't think Parker, he hasn't been the biggest puncher over the course of his career. They can punch, but he's not like knocking people out left, right and centre. He obviously got knocked out himself by Joe Joyce. 
I just think Wilder's tough enough to get through any sticky patches and pull something out of the bag like he has done Lewis Ortiz and whatnot. I don't think the inactivity is going to be a massive problem. Even six or seven rounds in and he might not be getting anything off and he might be behind and get frustrated, he'll probably still pull something out of the bag. Whereas if Joshua falls behind or if he gets dropped or if he... It's another southpaw. He just boxed Usyk twice, lost twice. Like, and he's with Ben Davison. He hasn't got Derek James. Um... Who knows? That could unravel quick. We've seen it before. What I will say, and this is no disrespect to Wallin or Parker, boxing needs Joshua and Wilder to win. Just boxing needs these guys to win in fashion and to set that fight up. Because can you imagine if like one loses or the other both lose? And just like after all this time, five years ago or whatever, it was six years when they offered him 50 million for that fight. We've been waiting. And we're months away. We're just like one successful night away. And if they drop the ball on this, it'd be an absolute travesty. Um, but, you know, Wallen and Parker could change their lives, change the financial future and whatnot if they can pull off uh, upsets here. Um, so we'll see. The one, I think, George, the most intriguing fight on this card, because apart from those heavyweights, a lot of these are one-sided favourites look like they're going to win. But Dubois, Daniel Dubois against Jarrell Miller, I've been going back and forth with this fight. I don't really know what's going to happen here because Dubois is improving. He had a good performance against Usyk until he got stopped. He's been stopped by Joe Joyce. What's he actually, what level is he actually at? Like, what, he's still young. Where's he going to get to? And then Jarrell Miller never had a test like this, actually. He's 26 and 0 with a draw, but he's had years out because of the drug stuff. He obviously dropped the ball with the Joshua fight and got banned for that, or that fight got cancelled because of that. And then Ruiz turns up and knocks Joshua out. So Miller misses his opportunity. But now he's back in business. So you think, is he any good? Is he on the juice? Is he, like, he hasn't failed a test this month, as far as we know. So. What's going to happen in this fight? I can't... Who would you? Who are you picking? Joel Miller's about 300 pounds. Like, he's a beast. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's, he's a... Well, it depends what sort of beast. He's, he's a... He's a lump. <laughs> I think he, I think he's probably had his Chinese takeaway. Bash. Mm. Bash. Well. Uh, spicy, spicy pork. Spicy pork. No, he's, a, he's, he's heavy. And whether that, I don't think it suits him. I don't know why he comes in so heavy. Yeah, because he's quite yeah. slick, isn't he? He's quite slick yeah, with it. Like that's his super style. Slick and like fast hands and that. Um, but he hasn't had a test like Dubois yet. He's got some decent names, Miller, but he's caught him at the right time. And he might be catching Dubois at the right time in terms of you know, it, Dubois just come off that loss to Usyk. Uh, and this must be great money, big money, and he's like, he wants to be part of it, so he's like, yeah, all right, I'll go straight back in, you fight Miller. Miller might be, fucking might get mullered. Miller, fucking Muller, fucking Miller light. Mullered. Yeah. Um, crunch corner. Fucking <laughs> gone. Very good. He's just, he's just going to cornflake out, yeah. banana fucking style. Um, Daniel Dubois, though. Uh, yeah, Daniel Dubois... You know, if if it comes on top, he's at these two losses. You know, I mean, the first time, you know, he was accused of quitting. I remember Cole Frampton getting on his case for quitting, but then he had a, you know, he fractured his eye socket. So a clever move, but he lived to fight another day. But then in the the Usyk fight, just wondering if he did have a little bit left in the tank. Did he want to go on his shield or not? Um, Maybe the fight was just knocked out of him. But once the fight is knocked out of you, it's sometimes it's hard to get it back. You know? What? Um, at all, you mean? 
in life. Or just it, it's, it's an element of your of your being. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Some things get left in the ring, as they say, and and maybe when a fight and it starts getting on top of you, it's hard to just dig deep. So this is a fascinating one. I think the thing is the things you know. Dubois followed his career. I remember watching him in the gym, talking to Shane McGuigan when he was working with McGuigan and just saying, like, yeah, he punches like fuck. You know, like, it's just ridiculous to punch power. And I don't think, I don't know, I'm trying to think if Shane's had any a lot of other heavyweights. I know he's took, like, Joyce on the pads and a few others, maybe. He's had Hay on the pads. But um, he said Dubois could whack, you know. Um, so maybe just if he lands a couple of them big shots, Miller's too... Too big, too heavy to be light on his feet and move out of the way. Um, he might, he might, might have the win, but that's a swing bout. I think mm. that could, that could be a swing. Thinks the best one. Thinks the best yeah. one. It's the most intriguing yeah, yeah. one. It is. It is. Um, um, should we rattle through, rattle through the rest of them before we have a break? The rest. So the rest, obviously, Bivol, Bivol. versus uh, Lyndon Arthur. I can't mm. see any problems for Bivol there. Um, Arthur had a life and death with, um, you know, someone he shouldn't have. I think uh, Brian American. Suarez. Suarez last time he, he, um, he stopped him in the 10th yeah he stopped him in the 10th yeah. but was he was the he guy, down the in guy the... crashed yeah. weight so he had to take off a lot of weight um, the night before so you always know that they're susceptible to the body but um, yeah Arthur had to get up off the floor fair play to him got that and now he's got his shot they put Bivol, him in Bivol's very Bivol. good though isn't he and Bivol's very good. Mm. Bivol's like, he's a, he's a class above when he's on it. You know, you never know whether he'll just not be on it for this because it's weird. It's in Saudi. He's not used to it. You know, he might just be up there for the money. Um, but if he if he shows up, I think I think that's pretty conclusive safe money for Bivol. Yeah. That's another one though. Turkey, Al Sheikh, the man behind all this, he's the one who wants Joshua Wilder, but he's also named Bivol Baturbiev as another fight that he's desperate for Baturbiev of course boxes Callum Smith so it's mm. much the same as the Wilder Joshua situation Bivol can't drop the ball here or that fight's gone the fight that he's wanted forever mm. another one that boxing needs so I think he'll be on it um, yeah and yeah Arthur's I, don't mean, got- I don't think it adds pressure though because nah. I mean he wants me to he wants if he wants Baturbiev anyway he's got to go out and do the job and he wants yeah. to be world champion he's got to go and do the job um, Opatia against Zorro yeah, you know, he might not have seen a lot of Zorro, uh, and he might just think walk in the park. But he 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 does seem like a quite a special talent at the moment. Um, obviously, we see him against Thompson, and he just went through him like hot mm. knife through butter. Um, it's a similar sort of similar sort of level. Another Brit it, who has not been in this in I this mean, sort of Zorro's got to prove that he's he's better than that. But he doesn't have that standout amateur pedigree where you're like, oh, he's he's gonna get there one day. Um, he backs himself. He talks a good fight, and he, he sounds like, you know, he's he's wanted, been wanting opportunities, but he just hasn't got them. Uh, Frank Warren, I think, I believe, has delivered him this one. Um, so he's going to go out there and he's got to give a good account of himself. And maybe even if he just gives a good account of himself, even if he doesn't win, his stock has risen and he's back and he's in the picture as um as a big name. Um, but I can't really pick against Potayev, who's mm. just um. A beast, isn't he? He's an animal. He's a great boxer, but he's a, he's a hard nut as well. Yeah, I think he's, I think his his mindset, isn't it? He's an intense bastard. He's not someone who's going to turn up and go through the motions. He's going to see it as another opportunity, like he did in London. Has and he had his hoodie on this week, Dick? No, nah, when I interviewed, well, he might be switched off. He had then. he had a vest on, um, and he was he was literally in the gym. So I was like, fucking hell, he's even doing his interviews from the gym now. But he's a he's a serious guy. He's very. He's not one I don't think that's going to drop the ball or take his eye off it 
Um, so then Zorro's got it all to do. But hey, if you want to win a world title, you've got to beat someone really good, haven't you? So Absolutely. That's, that's his opportunity. Um, Where should we watch this fight? Uh, oh, good point, George. Oh, actually as well, many people have messaged and asked who's going to be first. Like who's the main event, Joshua or Wilder? Mm. Frank wouldn't give it away, although there is only one ring. Remember last one? the undercard took place in outdoors and then they went indoors for the main event. Yep. Apparently that's not going to happen. It's all in one ring. It's in that same arena. Probably going to rise out the floor again. And who's going to be first? Well, Frank sort of gave it away because he was like, oh, you know, it's, it's going to come down to the audiences. So we want the Americans to be able to watch it at prime time. So I think Wilder's going to be the last fight on. If reading between the lines, because obviously the Americans are going to be what? On the West Coast, they're going to be eight, nine, ten hours behind. So they don't want him boxing at 2 p.m. or 1 p.m. in US time because no one watches it. So I think they'll want Wilder to be as late as possible. Joshua will be the... the what the about Terrell Miller then? That'll be third, I assume, on the card. Although maybe mm. Bivol because Miller-Dubois Miller is a non-title fight. It's mad. You're going to have some serious fights at like... Well, it'd be good for us, but over there, it'd be middle of the afternoon. Mm. Um, they're a couple of hours ahead. But good question about where it's going to be broadcast. It's on DAZN and BT Sport. That's um, expensive. You've got to buy both, yeah? No, you've got to buy one or the other. And, <laughs> and buy, uh, what's it called? Insistence from Turkey. Nineteen ninety nine is the price, which is cheap these days. That used to be, I mean, I remember when it was like 10 quid and then it went to 15, now it's 20, now it's like 25 or 30. But he said, please make it nineteen ninety nine for all the UK fans uh, who can choose. Again, this is unheard of that it's going to be on two, two networks. And again, it's just the Saudis going, that's what's going to happen, mate. That's what's going to happen. Go and do it. And then they're like, okay, we'll do it. Um, so it's on DAZN or TNT. Sorry, not BT, TNT, pay-per-view. So you can choose basically which commentators you like best, which broadcast team you like best. Um, and for that card, that value for money, George, about as good as it gets for boxing these days, really, isn't so it? So who are you going to watch it on? Uh, would, I couldn't possibly say. I'll probably, <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably uh, watch it on both. Um, I'll probably just pay for both because I just love boxing so much. I'd like to just want to give something back. Mm. No female you? boxing on the card. No. I, sometimes just trying, the broadcasters insist on that now, or I, I think they do. I don't think the broadcasters maybe, insist maybe on Saudi, anything. Saudi, they said, uh, we're putting on what we want to put on. Well, also, it's funny, not not only just women, but have you noticed they haven't, apart from Jack McGann against Roberto Duran Jr. on the Fury and Garni fight, they don't like little people. Like that, apart from Jack McGann, which is a bit of a weird one, but... All heavyweights, they've gone to light heavyweight, but for a world title, but they haven't had, you know, no middleweights, mm. nothing lower, um, which is interesting because I think they just go, this is what our picture of boxing, this is what we want it to look like, this is, you know, this is what we want and this is what we're going to get. And they all like love heavyweight fights and they love the drama and whatnot. So it's interesting how that develops over the next few years. But anyway, the Day of Reckoning is called, it's probably the best promo video I've ever seen where they're all wearing the zombie makeup. That was mental. Um, and some of the posters and that you know it's no expense spared from the Saudis and they've done it again where have they got Day of Reckoning from what is Day of Reckoning is that a horror movie then I guess it must be a zombie film it must be something to do with but yeah Day of Reckoning and then Fury Usyk is called The Ring of Fire yes anyway um, Phoenix going to be there Day of Reckoning <laughs> if that is about zombies and you try if you told me 
if someone said to me, who are you boxing? And I told them who I was boxing. And they went, what, another dead body? It wouldn't work. People just think, oh, well, you're, fighting, you're fighting graves. Well, I've got something for you here, George. I just Googled it. Day of Reckoning. What is mean? What is the meaning of the Day of Reckoning in the Bible? The Last Judgment of God. Day of Reckoning refers to the Last Judgment of God in Christian and Islamic belief, during which everyone after death is called to account. Is that you being called to account after death? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says the last judgment of God in Christian and Islamic belief during which everyone after death is called to account for their actions committed in life. So that's that's the zombie theme. They've ran with it. Yeah, I mean, we've probably insulted a lot of people by saying zombie when it's actually religious. Well, you're being, you're being called to, after death, called to account. Anyway, there's going to be a couple of dudes looking like zombies on Saturday night. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> anyway, let's let's park it there, George, because we're going to have a little breather and then we're going to come back and talk about the weekend's action. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Right, Deck, we're back in the room. We are. Um, So let's talk about this weekend's action. And there was a Brit in a unification clash stateside. So that's that's got to top of the bill. We start there. Yeah. Sonny Edwards, who fights Jesse Bam Rodriguez. And he's only one Bam, isn't he? He's not Bam Bam. Not Bam Bam, just Bam. Don't need it. There's no Flintstones here. Just it's Bam. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, isn't it? Bam Bam. Yeah. And it was the, the unification of Sonny's IBF 
world flyweight title and BAM's WBO world flyweight title uh, at the Desert Diamond Arena in Glendale, Arizona. Now, of course, Jesse Rodriguez was bolstered this year because last year we gave him breakout star. So, you know, he always, he had a certain something in his swagger in his step after that award for this year. Mm. And it showed on the night, George, because he stopped Sonny Edwards. He dropped him right at the end of the ninth and then they pulled him out. He's, as far as we can see in the thing, he says to his trainer, Grant Smith, pull me out, I'm fucked. Grant Smith calls it off. Uh, and Jesse Rodriguez is the new unified flyweight champion. He is, what, 23 years old and he's, already up there in the pound for pound serious fighter and that was a great fight and a great finish almost like man and boy wasn't it mm. um rodriguez and, and edwards he's got they kept at the start i didn't know this they kept saying that he's got a seven inch reach advantage um, yeah i didn't i couldn't notice that. rodriguez so then i'm just looking it's that forearm it must be the forearm just keeps going um <laughs> you know, no, go go gadget. it looks like you know, like it's like someone's put a glove on the end of where the glove should finish um <laughs> But he went to the body, didn't he, in that first round? Just keeps going, just keeps whacking the body. It's on the it's on the top of the belt. Um, Edwards is complaining to the referee, but the referee's yeah, having he kept none doing of it. That. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's never a good sign to sort of moan to the referee. Sometimes you do that thing where, like, if the heads touch, you just touch your head to let the referee know that was a clash of heads or something like that. But um, yeah, consistently doing it and then at one point the referee's in the corner and he's trying to pull his shorts down because <laughs> he tells him like <laughs> belly buttons things so they're like they go to pull his shorts down I think Grant Smith in the corner says no 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 leave him because obviously if they're up they're up but it's a weird one when you think about it because now this just seems to be a thing it wasn't a th- I don't remember it being a thing when I was boxing but if they're like oh the shorts have, have ridden up but it's not the shorts it's the protector that's ridden up so you've got like half inch thick bit of cushion stopping you from getting body shots so I need to knock knock down the head or iron that out there do you know what I mean it can't be like otherwise I'm just gonna uh, you just wear your shorts underneath your nipples right and they go yeah if can't even hit me in the body this is this is low it's like yeah alright this is low but you've got like a foot of shorts to hit that's padded with a fucking protector I digress you do yeah he um yeah he wasn't at the races was he like he obviously there's two dudes in there who are good boxers. One can punch hard and one can't punch his way out of a paper bag and that's Sonny Edwards. So you can't fight that sort of fight because you're just going to get annihilated. You're going to come unstuck. Um, I think the body shots in the in the early half, you know, in the, definitely in the first, second, third round, meant that Edwards wasn't sharp on his feet. He couldn't move about. It was already sort of getting stuck, stuck, stuck in his spot. And then at once, like... Bam Rodriguez sort of found his range with him. Um, yeah, he was throwing some, some nasty shots. Uh, and his face was busted up, weren't it? The eyes mm. started to shut. Bit of a beatdown, really. Shame for Sonny Edwards, you know, Brit mm. abroad, but that's, that's the class, isn't it, I suppose? Rodriguez, he is class act. He was always up against it, Sonny. He knew that as well. Like, he knew this was a big fight. Everyone knew it was a big fight. It's why it's not often we see flyweight fights get this much of attention in America or in the UK because it was the best, fighting the best. Um, he, I thought he started pretty well. And then he said that he got hit in the second round. I think it was a jab, obviously, or maybe it was a hook. It was a lead hand from Bam, who's a southpaw. And he said it just, he couldn't see anymore. In fact, he's been very active on Twitter, Sonny, on since the fight. Let's read a couple of these tweets. There's shitloads of them. Um, but he said, I know... 
No, there's a few, maybe a fair few, that's been waiting for me to fall off. This is your night. Enjoy it and savour it. I'll be back. Win, lose or draw. Real fights only. He said, from the second round, I was seeing double out my left eye. I couldn't gauge if he was in or out of range and I was getting caught at the edge of distance. Started throwing any time I knew he was there. Ended up getting me cut and then put down. Is what it is. Got beaten by the better man. He also said of his injury, medial orbital fracture. Sorry I couldn't continue to the final belt. Was genuinely worried about my eyesight. Um, I just feel like, George, the f- it became a fight sooner than he needed. Or he would have had a better chance if it didn't turn into that that sort of a fight. It was all on Bam's terms. And I think maybe that injury that he speaks of allowed Bam to just take over. I thought it was a very entertaining fight. Not like mental action, but like high level, two counter punches, counter each other, counter in the counter, like real high level stuff. One of the best fights we've seen this year. Um, and Bam just like, in the end, sort of ran away with it, didn't he? Just took over and did the business. Yeah, yeah, and no, I definitely did. Um, who knows when that, I mean, I'm assuming if he's got a orbital fracture, he's had the scan now and that's what that's what they've they've come back with and that's obviously a very serious injury. It might not have happened in that the first time you see a bit of a swelling, you know, because obviously once the eyes swell, you've got something to aim at and Bam's probably just, letting his hands go and it's, the swelling is accumulating um, he says he's seeing double after the second round because he switches southpaw doesn't he you know bam southpaw he goes from orthodox southpaw maybe just to protect that eye but maybe just to try and see out of his right eye see if that helps but yeah I mean bam was really really good and yeah if you can't it's hard isn't it it's hard I mean you've got to be a, a skillful fighter sure if you can't punch in the pro game um, and if you're not a big puncher it's, hard, it's always going to be a hard night's work especially if you're in there with another skillful fighter who can whack and when he's when he's landing his shots they're having an effect it doesn't unravel Sonny Edwards but he does start to wilt you know you, know, you can see that the the shots are breaking him down I think he's fought the best man in the division, you know, so credit to him for stepping up and wanting to take that challenge. Uh, you've got to really, haven't you, at, at, at that weight. You've got to be involved fighting the best, trying, trying to keep your name up there because, as we alluded to earlier, the Saudis want the big guys. Everyone wants to see the big guys. So if you're a little fella, you've got to have something else about you. And Sonny, Sonny's been that. He's been, as you say, he took to Twitter. I haven't seen the tweets, um, but I know that he's always took to Twitter. You know, he's he's made himself a controversial character, uh, probably to help with his profile. But credit to him for take for taking a hard fight and believing in himself and get, and giving it a go. Bam was just too much for him, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, yeah. So like I said, Bam is twenty three years old. He's nineteen and zero now with twelve knockouts. He's now won world titles at super flyweight when the WBC super flyweight title defended it twice then he won the WBO world and I was unified that so he was a two time two weight world champion including unifying here mm. he's 23 years old like this guy like he's already near in a hall of fame career already and he's 23 like yeah he could become like a proper legend of the sport and it's one of those where you're like Yes, that like it's good that we we've got him in our era that we can watch, and he could do anything he wants now. I've seen a couple people suggesting like an Inoue fight down the line, which is not out of the question. Inoue obviously up at bantamweight now, but Rodriguez has shown he can go up and down the weights. But mm. I mean, that would be something else. Um, but I think he's going to be the man to really. We saw it a bit with like Chocolatito, bit with Inoue, Quadras. These guys, who by the way, Pam Rodriguez already beaten Quadras. Um, 
he could be the one who really shines a light on these lower weight classes and gets people talking and gets people excited and gets people paying pay-per-views for him and stuff over the over the years. Um, just wanted to mention on Sonny what he could do next. He obviously said real fights only. He's already been in correspondence with Chocolatito Gonzalez, the Nicaraguan legend, um, and said, let's, let's have that fight. Obviously, Chocolatito, old now, but not, not finished. I mean, that would be a fight to get everyone excited, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, he's gonna have to get his eye fixed. Don't know how long that takes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's in that. He's in that scene now. He's gonna have to try and chase out. There mm. won't be big loads name, of though. big names, but but there are a few. Yeah, chase yeah. out the big names. Try and get yourself back in the picture. I haven't seen this, but it's on the notes deck. ECM Barry Jones, elite mm-hmm. club member, described Sonny Edwards against Jesse Rodriguez as the Tyson Fury Alexander Usyk fight of the flyweights. Was that before yeah. or after? The fight before I think he just meant in terms of stature of the fight yeah that's that's what it was to compare and it's true I don't think the ring magazine was on the line for this because the ring it has to be one against two and Julio Cesar Martinez is still in one of those berths even though he's pulled out of his last fight which is supposed to be on Saturday very strange career that Martinez has had um, but I think what Barry's alluding to there is just it's about as good as it could possibly get at the weights and it was a good clash of styles good clash of personalities the build up was good um, it's about as big as it would get at flyweight particularly for us over here often there's like Mexicans and stuff over, involved in these fights um, and they sort of pass us by a bit the, the, the average sort of British boxing fan um, but having Edwards in there meant that it was it was a bit more a bit more present for us um, the question is who was Tyson Fury and who was Usyk though George with Southpaw of the Orthodox mm. um, that makes Bam it's got, Usyk it's got, it's got to be yeah, Bam Usyk, isn't it? Hmm. Interesting. Bam. Bam. Okay, um, that's that fight done. Another fight, George, which is worth mentioning. People mm. probably got to get pissed off about this. Yeah. But on, on Friday night, it was a big moment for this for this era of boxing. Because oh, Jake Paul... Never heard of him. ...beat a boxer for the first time. A boxer? He beat an actual boxer for the first time in his career. So he's now 8-1... and one. Obviously, he's beaten Nate Diaz, Anderson Silva, Tyron Woodley twice, Ben Askren, Nate Robinson, Ali Eason Gibb. None of these people are boxers. He boxed Tommy Fury and lost. But on Friday night at the Caribe Royal Orlando in Florida, he beat 10-1-1 and and Andre August, um, an actual professional boxer, and he mm. chinned him in a round. Big Jeez. knockout, uppercut, sent him to button moon. Yeah. And Jake Paul was off, up and running. He's probably about to get ranked by, I don't know, WBC top 10 or something. Yeah, he's in He's, he's in at cruiserweight now. now as well. Yeah, okay. So I've got him up, Andre. Yeah. Uh, two losses, two knockout losses. So he's been chin before. Once by uh, Eric Abraham, three and three. That was five years ago. Um, yeah. But his last win was against um, a 7-0 and prospect uh, over six yeah. rounds. So, yeah, mad times, isn't it? Mad times, Jake Paul. He's an actual boxer. Like, yeah, it's hard because you could scratch the surface of, like, for instance, that win that you mentioned there, the six-round UD against 7-0 and Brandon Martin. That mm. was his first fight for four years. So they sort of scraped him up after a four-year layoff, got him a win or get him a fight against Brandon Martin, who he won, and then he got this fight against Jake Paul. So yeah. it's quite strange. He was a light heavyweight before then, and now he's a cruiserweight and stuff. But there's always these little caveats. 
But was um, that was that like a big pay per view show out in the states? That I, I the Jake Paul one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a big. It was a big show. Because um, like, you think he's just chasing big names. Um, but this is the good. This is a good thing, George. And this is it's a great point because you think he go, oh, Nate Diaz or box like I fight this person, fight this person, make a big. He was just like, nah, I'll just have a normal fight. Like I'll have, I'll fight someone who's sort of about who I should be fighting at this point in a boxing career, and see what happens. And there wasn't that much fanfare because of it because he wasn't fighting anyone that anyone had ever heard of. Yeah. So maybe it's, maybe that's what he's going to do now. Um, we'll keep an eye on it. I want to yeah. see him fight a new way. <laughs> anyway he's only little Jake Paul will probably knock him out no, I'm joking fuck no I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. although just to say it's a it's a good point you're making this is looks like he's now going to campaign and try and become an actual boxer mm. at the same time Tommy Fury looks like he's about to announce a fight with Roy Jones who's 54 yeah someone else told so me like, that Roy it shows Jones. yeah so it shows like what the two guys are doing Tommy Fury's going ah, fuck that I'll go I'll, I'll fight Roy Jones instead and get paid 10 times more and people like will talk about it then go and fight an obscure bloke that no one really knows about but as part of the building of a career so maybe I mean Jake hasn't responded to our um, request to get him on the pod yet has he so we can't ask him that's our lose-lose isn't it if you beat Roy Jones boxing fans would turn on you there might be some Boxing fans beating jump for Tommy Fury still, um, telling everyone he's a he's a pro boxer, not a YouTuber. But I think if he beats Roy Jones, they'll be like, they won't serve him well. And if he loses to him, well, that's even worse, isn't it? So yeah, that's a strange one. I don't think that's a clever move, really. If he dig someone else, do someone else, just fight, just fight someone out of the jungle. <laughs> Tony Belly. Tell you I'll have it. Two weeks notice. He's probably make the weight as well if he's as an eaten. Tony Belly. Yeah. Kangaroo nuts um, or whatever he's had that week. So I don't, well, I don't know if we've got time to, to preview Inoue, have we? Because Inoue's fighting Boxing Day. We can't miss out on that. No, he or is Boxing, we do, we, boxing we gonna, Day. Am I going to see you before then, Deck? I don't think so. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, let me just get that up because that's, a, that's an important fight, actually. Um, yeah, so it is Boxing Day. Don't forget that is that it is he's boxing Marlon Tapales. Now you remember Anue unified the division by beating Stephen Fulton back in July. Mm. Amazing win. Stopped him in eight, like proper one-sided that one as well. Much like all the other super fights this year, like Spence Crawford and Bam against Sonny. He now gets the chance to win all the other belts, the WBA and the IBF as well. So it's a four belt fight against Marlon Tapales, the three, 37 and three um, Filipino the nightmare uh, I don't expect him to slip up on that but you never know and that's in <laughs> the Ariaki Arena in Kotoku Japan uh, the same place he, he beat Fulton and he's going to be you know another it's another tick me, in his legacy it's making me hungry when you talk about these venues <laughs> no don't get drawn into the don't get drawn into that. Uh, is he? Is he? It's not the first time he's boxed on Boxing Day either, is it? No, they like That's it. They like thing, a show like it? that over in Japan. And remember, um, Golovkin boxed uh, Murata, the Japanese middleweight. What was that last year? Boxing Day, or like they always have a Christmassy show or New Year's. But this is it. So don't forget that. And I think because it's in Japan, that'll be like midday or so, Boxing Day. So yeah, I think it might be even earlier. Yeah. Boxing Day. Yeah, um, so you can wake up sort of stuffed from Christmas still and enjoy yeah. a bit of boxing. Have a bit of sushi. I mean, it might get, be fight of the, the year. Get in the mood. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm annoyed because Swindon have got Wrexham at home and it's a sellout and I ain't got any tickets. So if anyone's got a spare ticket to Swindon Wrexham, give me it. Otherwise, I'll have to watch this fight. Um, okay, George, Wednesday is a big day. Yeah. Because it's the awards. Yes. It's the second, the second annual GGBC Awards. Thank you for everyone who voted. Uh, but the voting's closed, isn't it? Yeah, voting's closed. Uh, the, the votes have been totaled and tallied. None have been dumped the in, the, in the North Sea. They've been counted and verified. And yeah, we've got our rewards. Who buy? Everyone. Can you, can you vouch for the, uh, the credibility of our panel? No, we outsource it to a, to a private company and they, oh. they know how to do it. It's not their first time. You know, mm. They've got, got first protocols. Radio. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to get my old uh, get a suit. So I'm going to, I'm going to dress an up deck. I don't know what you're doing. Okay, I'm going to go, go all in. Prom, Christmassy, circular 2004 prom, Christmas prom. Yeah, let's Christmas do it. Um, also, a bit of news, George. Craig Richards, who's going to be up for awards because he became an ECM this year, he's mm. just linked up with Shane McGuigan, who was yep. also up for awards. So, a bit yeah. of news. They'll both be on the agenda. Um, let's see if either of them win an award. There's um, no link up of the year, and even if there was, be hard to sort of them to win it because all they've done is post a picture so far. We haven't yeah, seen it. Shane's gone. To, Shane's gone on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, they're both they're both ECM, so they're in the mix of something. Yeah, uh, but that's a great link up. I'm excited so, about so's that. Hamza, so's Hamza Shiraz. Shout out Ham, Hamza Shiraz each and every. He's got a big fight coming up in February as well. But until Wednesday, George, um, I'll get some treats in. I'll get some festive snacks. Don't worry um, about that. I've got you covered. Thanks. Um, maybe a little tipple, raise a glass for a big year in the in the club, and let's see who who scoops those gongs. Yeah, have we got any gongs to hand out? Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, I haven't arranged them and I'm pretty sure you haven't either. No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. Maybe next but year we should. We should. Okay, let's if make a promise If there's any here. listeners here, we've makes had listeners who, who, yeah, who, who <laughs> makes us posters, you know, yeah. they make us everything. Whereas if there's any, if there's any gong makers in the club that mm. we haven't sort of realised yet. Gary the gong. Gong. Gary the gong. Uh, what we can Dumbled promise gong. is... We maybe we'll have a better chance of arranging these things if everyone hits the follow button in the podcast app. Well said, Dick. whatever yeah. platform. Like, make that a merry Christmas and hit yeah. the pop, hit the follow button in your podcast app now. Yep. Hit notifications because um, who knows when we're putting stuff out over Christmas? Yeah, nobody knows. They call it the Gooch, don't they? They probably can't put this in. <laughs> they call it the Gooch. No one knows what the, it is. The bit between Christmas and New Year's is the Gooch. Right. <laughs> That'll stay in. <laughs> That's a fucking what's that? A physiological term. Anyway, yeah, nobody Boxing knows what day, day is. Lunch, we can yeah. help you with yeah, we can help you with that. And obviously, if you if you're about to start running, my plan, my training plan, actually starts this week. So pre New Year, new me. Um, so I'll Lovely. be running. Strava's going to be going mental. So if you're on Strava, a few people have been added into that group this week. So get on there, GGBC Shreds. Hit the follow button. On the socials, though, George, what about if people want to complain about the winners? Because people are probably going to complain about it. Absolutely. How can they do so? Get in touch with us on the socials, GG Boxing Club on Instagram, Twitter. We've got some on TikTok. It's all been popping off this week with Big John Fury talking about Chinese and wanting to... He divides opinion, that man, didn't he? Wanted to, wanted to, he wanted to annihilate Matt Hancock. We are waiting for a response from Matt Hancock, but he's gone quiet. So, yeah, socials have been flying off. And if you've got any gripes about who wins or maybe just who, who was overlooked maybe there was nominations there who weren't even nominated get in touch let us know or get in touch with you know 
I'll back this man or I'll back this lady and, and they pull through. Basically, just share your positivity as well as your fucking negativity. And um, we want to hear from you. Yeah. And all of these uh, all these awards are listener loaded, I was going to say. Listener voted. Uh, that's a spoonerism. They're listener loaded. Uh, so, yeah, but if you want to complain anyway, GG Boxing Club, you can email us at what, George? Uh ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk um, yes and make it really good because fucking no it's an email you know what I mean yeah a, a grandma spot on yeah to punctuation to whom it may concern yeah who Spotify ciao Spotify because you can listen to our playlist of Ringwalk if you on Spotify just search the Ringwalk in Spotify you'll likely get it if you don't then you can Go on our socials. There's a link tree on every social. Yeah, link tree. Uh, Spotify, bring more playlist. Get in there. If you're starting your Strava streds, you need this playlist in your life. Visualize ring walking yourself as me, as Deck, as John Ryder, as it's John Fury. John, no, John Fisher. Bosh. Anyway, um, okay, get your, get your suit out, get, get your dancing shoes on, George, and I'll see you for the biggest event in the club's history on Wednesday BAM BAM Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a Laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire Huh? Ah, oh, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.